Ladies and gentlemen, RPGMP3.com and Watson All Gamers would like to present tonight's feature. Kindly follow me through to the main hall. Why have your feet, you honourable little perisher? Pirate's Trailer, take seven. So, let's give it one more try. And this time, I want no sniggering, no rude noises, no swearing and no juvenile double entendres. Think you can manage that? Drift without food. Oh, what I'd give to feel the succulent. An ex Navy crew would be ideal. But where will we find enough discharge seats? A vast behind. Captain! She's going down! Give him a lick of the cat! Boredom from the rear! Ram it home! The men will mutiny if they don't get their daily power. Cannon crews, grab your balls! The captain's on the poop! Shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> Who the devil are you? Damn your eyes! Oh, oh, oh yes. <clears throat> Must have dozed off. Sorry. Are you uh, asking about my time aboard? The elusive booby, I recall. <laughs> hmm? uh, what happened to the crew? Who gives a spaniel's gonad what happened to them? Bunch of ungrateful... Uh, it was all so long ago. Can't see why anybody would be interested. Still, uh, I, I do have some notes and journals around here somewhere. On, on the shelf, next to you. No, 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 below that. Left a bit behind the artistic French etchings. Yes, it is quite an eye-catching piece, isn't it? <laughs> One it off Gloucester, playing Hazard, as it happens. Ah, yeah, yeah. Oh, here we are. Well, I, I can give you the story as uh, let's see, Gloucester, Sea Beast, and uh, Young Bob saw it. Uh, Jackson didn't keep a diary, as you might expect. And I sold mine for a handsome sum. <laughs> Yes, 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 I, I blackmailed a member of Parliament with it. Didn't realise that was public knowledge. Anyway, this was written down by someone on Bob's behalf. Don't know the circumstances exactly. He was a funny boy. Much of it seems a bit, uh, confused. <clears throat> anyway. <clears throat> Agatha, Jackson and Meyer are on the booby. Sailing towards the island in search of the fountain of eternal youth. Sea Beast is in the brig of the Admiral's ship, and Gloucester and Lavender are in a little boat about to be picked up by the Admiral. Yes, I remember that. Bob's father is talking voodoo shit with Maya, which Bob doesn't like. Yes, I can't say I approve of your language, young man. He asks Bob to give him the enchanted oxtail so that he can perform a restorative ritual on it. Bob is unsure and questions her father's intentions. 
Bob's father is mighty keen for to hand the oxtail over, so she does. Bob's father then performs a strange ritual on the deck of the ship, which Maya has never seen before, not really a voodoo ritual. After this, the oxtail is returned to Bob. When the booby reaches the island, there's a lot of fog around. Well, this is terribly faded over the years. I can barely make this out. It seems to have uh, faces and voices. It was confused, as I, as I told you. Maya tells the crew that she's created this to reassure them. Maya is unable to connect with any of the spirits. It is truly odd. Everyone gets into a little boat and heads for the shore. Bob seems to drift off to her childhood home of London and is being dragged her childhood home. Strange boys, I said, and is being dragged down a street by her father, where. In a shop window, she sees a lovely doll that asks her to take her. Bob is confused and grabs at her oxtail, and all of a sudden ends up in the boat again. It was all an hallucination. Old Jackson then seems to drift off, and he's in a pub on the dock with old friends. He's playing cards, and his friend is cheating badly. Jackson doesn't get angry, but just laughs. Maya tries to use a voodoo doll that she has of Jackson to try and reach. You know, it was most disconcerting that the woman had things like that. <laughs> yes, sorry, sorry. A voodoo doll of Jackson uh, to try and reach his spirit. She succeeds and arrives in his fantasy, asking him to leave. Jackson is happy and wants to stay. But when Maya mentions—it is quite a good reading, isn't it? Thank you. But when Maya mentions that the parrot needs his help, he is eager to return. Then Bob's father seems to drift off and is mentioning things about Bob's mother, and he is rather distressed. Maya sets off to contact his spirit, and I don't remember this bit, but it was a bit grisly. Maya doesn't go funny at all. Well, no sense of humour at all, that woman. She just feels well, nothing. So, everyone has returned to sanity, and we take our boat up the river. Bob's father is keen to make sure we stay on the river in the boat and don't leave. There are definitely things watching. The boat reaches a gate across the river. Bob pokes it with a stick, but nothing happens. Jackson tries to open it, but no luck. Maya asks for access, but there is no response. Finally, Bob reaches over and pushes it. The gate opens. <laughs> the group row through to a room of marble and opulence, with bowls of beautiful fruit. Everyone is a little disconcerted. Well, you would be if that's the middle of a bloody river, wouldn't you? Bob spots a door at the back of the room and leaves the boat. She knocks on the door, and Monty Don answers. I'm afraid I don't know who that is. Inviting her in, please note that each member of the crew saw whomever they most desired: Johnny Depp, Toyer Wilcox, etc. The group enter the room to see a Roman bath-type setup with nymphs and shit. And general cavorting, I, I suspect that she doesn't literally mean shit there. 
They're invited to enter the water. Old Jackson leaps in and emerges young, shiny, and new. No wounds or scars, and no pirate brand. In fact, he is a bit of a hottie. Bob's father enters the water and emerges looking young and refreshed, uh, but still rather rotund. Little personal. Maya doesn't want to strip off, and after entering the water, realizes that the bits of her that are covered haven't changed. So she <clears throat> gets her kit off, and is instantly rather more buff and pert.、Hmm. Maya, unsurprisingly, then tries to steal some water in a little bottle, but gets stopped by Monty Don, Toy Wilcox, Johnny Depp, etc. I'm not entirely sure I met any of those people, but there you go. Bob hasn't gone in the water, and in fact decides to edge towards the door, as she doesn't like what is happening. Bob's father notices and seems to be rather flustered and angry. Grabs a dish and tries to throw water over Bob in a mad frenzy. <laughs> Old Jackson tries to run in between Bob and her father, but fails. But in the meantime, Bob has managed to escape the room and runs off. Good. Back in the room, Bob's father and Old Jackson run out after Bob. Maya, meanwhile, is furtling about and getting dressed with a funny face. She goes to leave the room and poof, <laughs> vanishes in a puff of smoke. Maya had filled her mouth with water against the warnings of Monty Don, Toy Wilcox, Johnny Depp, etc., and had walked out of the door. Game over. When Bob ran out, the room of fruit and marble was no longer there, nor was the boat or the river. Bob begins to run into the jungle, pursued by her naked father and naked Jackson. This is a decidedly unwholesome scene, I must admit. Here,、yeah. she is a speedy little thing, manages to make good ground and hides in a tree. When Jackson passes her, she gets his attention, and he promises to help her escape. They manage to find the boat and begin to row towards the shore, where there are lots of bangs and crashes.、Uh, see what the idiots Sea Beast Gloucester and and Lavender are up to for more info.、Uh, no need for that. <coughs> Excuse me. Jackson and Gloucester arrive at the beach to see general carnage going on. The only ship still standing is the Kraken. And Bob's father has just been run through with a big stick. The rest is all a bit hazy, but Bob and young Jackson end up back on the deck of the Kraken, ready to sail away to safety. Bob's father was planning on making Bob immortal, and then doing something dodgy to make Bob's deceased mother spirit take over young Bob's body. Hence his keen desire to protect Bob's body from harm. And being a bit odd, yes, it's well. What can I say? It's not Coleridge, is it? Still, fair enough.、Mm. Uh, so that's、uh, the situation as as young Bob saw it.、Mm. Yes, very odd. Some sort of opium dream, I suspect. That's what you get for hanging around sailors at such a tender age. Now, Sea Beast's diary was such an entertaining read that I was delighted when I discovered it accidentally tucked into my dunnage as I made my way to America.、Um, here's a page. 
Sea Beast's View. Hmm, this is tricky. But from the Sea Beast perspective, Captain Sea Beast attempted to speak with Captain of the Peregrine and was denied this access initially after pointing out Lavender and Gloucester on a small rowing boat. That is quite true, actually. They claimed Sea Beast had hijacked them. Hmm. Sea Beast denied this and claimed they were stowaways, and he did not hold them against his will. Or against their will. Well, the man never knew what he was doing. Sea Beast cut a deal with the captain. He claimed he had another necessary item other than the map on his ship, so he would go and get it with Abdul and two armed escorts, all disguised as pirates. He did have a penchant for dressing up, you know. Hmm. He also pointed out that really Lavender and Gloucester were spies for him, and they may have set some traps on the ship. Now that is a damnable lie, I can tell you. <clears throat> anyway, eventually Seabeast rode to shore with his escorts, even though the elusive booby had been sunk. Uh, she was a fine ship. Seabeast saw the Kraken and hatched a further plan to take the ship. Seabeast and Abdul punched the two escorts unconscious and boarded the Kraken, upon which Seabeast then killed the captain of the Peregrine, a naval officer, let me just remind you, who struggled up onto the deck after his own ship was blown up. Uh, captain Seabeast then declared himself the new captain of the Kraken, when Maya materialized and scared the crew with her magic. A frightening woman. Seabeast's buoyant confidence and pizzazz won over the crew instantly, and they set sail away from the island. Huzzah! Yes, I'm tempted to rate that as an opium dream as well, but still. Mm. As you can see, he flings some pretty wild accusations around. Actions of a desperate and guilty man, of course. Not sure what happened to him. A friend of mine told me he was damn well hung, but I'm not in entirely sure what he meant by that. <laughs> oh, uh, this, uh, this is from Gloucester's journal. <laughs> I recovered it from his lodgings when the poor fellow fled to France uh, to avoid his creditors. <laughs> it wasn't a bad sword, really. And, uh, the diary was such good reading that I, I felt rather bad for setting the bailiffs on him. Hmm. He published his autobiography, you may remember, a study in Harlot. Uh, but it, it was not a success. He died in poverty, of course. Mad with syphilis and crawling around in his own filth. It's how he would have wanted to go. Mm, anyway. Here's an exercise in fantasy for you. <clears throat> Day 98. Trapped in a damned small boat with a bunch of peasants... And Lavender. Notice he doesn't include me with the peasants. He did have an eye. Booze seems to have been lost overboard, and no decent card games in sight. British Navy shows up, all guns, swagger, no manners. Pinky was there. Seems to have not forgotten my entanglement with his sister. Not my fault she rode anything over an honourable now, is it? Slapped me into the brig. Lavender still bleeding. Yes. I, I was terribly stoic through the whole episode. Manages to get himself taken away somewhere. Much tedium. Almost asleep when Lavender returns, wearing a flea-bitten marine's coat three sizes too small. Hee-hee. 
manages to bosh the guard around a bit, and hairs off with some half-baked idea about sinking the ship. Now, that that isn't entirely true. I, I must interject here. He rather glosses over my daring escape uh, from uh, the uh, the all-op deck, and um, uh, overpowering the guards, uh, really single-handedly masterminding our escape, but, but never mind. Um, here we are. Uh, boshing the guard, yes. Uh, I look for weapons and the nearest escape route. Hmm, seems Lavender is quite fleet-footed. Not sure how he manages to get to the lifeboat ahead of me. Well, I did it by not looking round for a bit of crumpet and something to drink, you sod. Mm. While he prattles on with yet another peasant in uniform, I manage to get the little boat overboard. You'll notice Gloucester's amazing grasp of naval terminology. Rather turbulent for a bit after that. Massive wave as the ship blows up. Must do that again sometime. Not looking good on shore. The booby seems to be in pieces, so Lavender rose for a bit and gets us to the Kraken. Decent chap at times. Nearly the whole gang there. Dashed it all. Well, Sea Beast won't make it the whole way back if I can help it. <laughs> hmm. Maya seems a bit different. Young lad looks a bit like old Jackson and old Jackson missing. Wonder what they were up to on that island. More importantly, where have they stashed the port? And that's it, really. My part was modest. I rescued Gloucester, true, true. Might have accidentally touched off the powder room of the Peregrine and uh, doomed several hundred prime British seamen. You know, it, it's hard to recall after all these years. Anyway, some say that Sea Beast changed his name and joined the Royal Navy. Faithful old Jackson alongside him. The voodoo woman, Maya, never saw her again. Gave me the willies. Bob apparently married the third Duke of Umbridge, which rather confirmed my suspicions about the Duke. Were there others? Uh, I forget. I had a few adventures, settled down with dear Aggie. <laughs> they never believed me when I told them that the gay buccaneer was just a title. <laughs> These days I, uh, I, I potter around the garden, take things easy. But sometimes... I do wonder what became of them all. <laughs> Sometimes I, I do, I, I, I do wonder. Mm -hmm.